Together, we'll discover inspirational stories of creative entrepreneurs living out their dreams, doing the work they are most passionate about, and building wealth in magical and fun ways. While building a six-figure income as a writer and coach, helping other women to launch their dream businesses, I've connected with so many incredible people and seen it proven again and again that you can thrive financially doing whatever it is you are passionate about. I am here to share life-changing strategies for mindset, making money, and reaching more people with your work in a business and life filled with creativity, freedom, and fun. Welcome. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Michelle Onaka and she is a mom of two young children. She's a part-time university academic counselor supporting first-generation college students and she's the founder of Intentional Money Life. Hi Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So what's your story? How did you end up um, coaching people around money? Yeah, Um, So I would say it started with me getting a bachelor's degree in economics and then kind of going and doing some other things. And then I ended up getting a master's degree in education. So I wanted to work with college students, which is what I do in my part-time job. So it's like, okay, I had the economics and then I had the education piece. And then I started working at the university. And so I work with students and it's a grant funded program called TRIO Student Support Services. So if you're not familiar, it is uh, a free program, like I said, funded by the Department of Education that gives all sorts of support for first-generation college students and Pell-eligible college students and students with disabilities. And one of the mandates of the program is that we provide financial literacy for our students. And so I kind of ended up taking over a lot of the financial literacy in our program is, is stuff that I have done. And that led me to teaching a class for the college students. And that led me to opening a business so that I could kind of expand and, and teach more of this stuff to more people. That's amazing. Does first generation mean like first generation immigrant? No, it actually means first generation college student. So actually we do have a lot of immigrants, um, but it's basically did the parents that you grew up with before you were 18, did they have a bachelor's degree from a university in the US more or less? That's so interesting. I feel like that's such a unique to America. Like, I feel like I hear Americans say that all the time. Like I'm the first person in my family to go to college. And I know that that's that is a big, a really big deal everywhere, but that's so funny that that's like a term first generation. Yeah. It's like, there's two, there's two terms for what first generation means, right? You have to clarify, like, are we talking about immigrant, first generation immigrant? Are we talking about first generation college student? What, what's the first generation of what? But yeah. So in my field, it's, it's all about college students. Okay. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about money. Um, Like, (laughs) what do you, what do you wish more people knew when it comes to our relationship with money? For our relationship with money, I think that I wish people were a little bit more reflective about it to consider um, what are your kind of unconscious beliefs about money and where does your relationship with money come from? What are some of your experiences from childhood or and how do those play out? You know, if you were raised in a family that didn't have enough money to pay for food, like that's probably going to give you some complexes related to money and food if you aren't able to like think about them and sift through it and kind of work to change your thinking more or less. 
And so I think just being a little bit more aware about where our relationships come from and how our spending patterns happen and, and that we have power over them. I think sometimes we think, well, this is just the way I am. And maybe it's the way you are because that was a pattern that you were taught, but you could change that pattern. So that would be one thing. And then another thing would just be like, realizing that there are things like investing that can change your situation. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to be able to retire or have the option to retire by 55. And I knew I couldn't get there from saving. And I just like, didn't know what else to do until I really dove in to figure out the investing and like the long-term piece of it. So, so some of it, I feel like is education and some of it is yeah, like thinking and understanding yourself and, and, choosing to change your beliefs choosing to question your beliefs and stuff like that yeah I think I think that one thing that you said is so so important which is like just the the identity that you've created like so many people you know like that was a big belief for me like oh I'm just not the kind of person like I'm just not a rich person like we're just not a rich family like money isn't for us you know the rich families they have all the opportunities they have all the network connections they have all the access and I feel I feel like that's the cool thing about America. It is, it seems, I mean, it's not a level playing field, but it's a slightly more level playing field than in the UK where there's literal, literal like royalty and dukes and people who like own all of the land. And, you know, they're just, there feels like even more of a very obvious ceiling in certain industries where it's like, if you don't know someone, if you're not connected to like certain people, like no chance in hell of succeeding in that industry. And yeah, America is a bit more like, if you work really freaking hard, <laughs> you can create whatever you want. But yeah, I think that's, that is like the crux of money mindset work, which is like, if you can see yourself differently, if you can be, and I think this is the biggest part is, and which is interesting that we're talking about first generation is seeing that you are capable of something different than anybody in your family has ever created before. And that requires thinking differently and that requires yeah a different level of education a different level of skill um and there's so much complexity that comes up around that because it almost feels I think in our lizard brain it can feel like a tribal betrayal if you know like so many of the top fears that I talk to people are like I'm afraid that people are going to judge me my family are going to judge me or I won't feel a part of my family anymore or you know people will just ask me for money so what's the point um, so I'm curious, like any, you know, patterns that you see in, that kind of like hold people back around their, their belief in their ability to create more money when you're working with them. I'm not sure. I think um, a lot of what you were saying makes a lot of sense, especially for my college students, because often they're getting ready to graduate and they are moving into a, a time in their lives when like, they can literally get a job out of college that pays them more than their families have ever made in their lives. So they're already dealing with that, like that um, kind of othering in some ways of like that difference of like now they have this education and that education kind of sets them apart and allows them to, to make more money. Um, but back to your question, I don't know. I think, I think it's just interesting thinking about, you know, how they were raised and what does that mean for them and what that thinks that means for them or like, and what does it really mean for them? The same with even just like financial education. So 
with my students, I often find that they think that the reason they don't know much about money is because they don't have a lot of it. And truthfully, I think it's actually just that our society failed them, just like it failed me, just like it probably failed you and anyone else that was brought up in the society, because our society doesn't really teach financial education and it doesn't teach it in a broad, like at every level, you know, in every grade, you learn more about this. And so there's definitely that um, because they feel like, you know, it's, you know, I just think that if you didn't don't have a lot of money, you feel like, oh, everyone else has a lot of money and they have all of this education. And that's one of the pieces that I really try to teach my students at the university is that like, we all were in that situation. And, you know, now that you have this college degree or you're going to have this college degree, like you really need to learn this education because that will actually really help you. Like if you can pair your ability to earn more money with the financial education that we can talk about, like that can be huge. That can be huge for your family. That can be huge for your extended family. That can be huge for your community even. Yeah. And I, I love that you're working with a younger population because immediately, you know, that makes my mind go to knowing what I know now. I'm like, what would I have taught my younger self? You know, I would have been like, start investing, like learn about investing, get that compound interest going. Like, what are some of the things, you know, what are the top priority, like skills and education that you really lead with, with um, younger populations? Yeah. So, so with my college students specifically, especially, I like to talk a lot about investing. Of course, I actually have had students like come in after taking my class and like six months later and be like, all right, I'm ready to start my Roth IRA. Help me get it started. And so that's really cool. So investing is big, but also just, you know, really understanding how credit cards work, um, especially understanding how minimum payments work. I think that that's a really big one. Um, Understanding that debt you just have to have like an understanding around debt, right? It's not like debt is the worst and you should never, ever get it. And it's also not like, oh, debt's amazing. You should have as much of it as possible, but just kind of understanding when it makes sense and how how it might make sense. And then one of the activities that I did with my students that I think that they appreciated was um, just considering how much of your time you have to spend to earn the money to whatever, to buy a sweater or to pay rent, like just thinking about it in terms of how much time they're spending to help them kind of see a path to time freedom at some point. Um, I think that was good. And then also, I think one of the main things that I start off with both at the university and in my business is really understanding yourself and understanding where you want to go. You know, if you didn't sit down and originally think like, what do I want my life to actually look like? What really matters to me? If you don't start with that, it becomes very easy to just spend money when you get it and not really think that much about it. But if you start with like, wow, I really want to be able to take my mom to Japan in the next five years, right? Like once you have a specific, like this is something I'm really excited about, it's a whole lot easier to get to any of the other pieces of the conversation in terms of okay, maybe they actually care about setting up a spending plan and figuring out how to save money. And maybe they want to learn about investing because they realize that they're going to have to help their parents retire in 15 years. Like all of that, I think is really important. Before we get back to the episode, I have something exciting to tell you about. There were a couple of key things that changed everything in my life as an entrepreneur that allowed me to bring in six figures while working half as many hours and having more fun than ever before in my business. 
It was money mindset work around how I was doing business combined with getting good at sharing strategic sales content online. I know you know that this is your year to start hitting your 10K month income goal and living the life of creative freedom and fulfillment you have been dreaming about. You're ready to be consistently attracting total dream soulmate clients through the creative content you're sharing on social media, and you want to be reaching more people, charging higher rates and working much less. So I'm very excited to invite you to join me in Freedom Club, my mastermind, where you'll receive tailored high-level support to master the skills that will create your dream life and six-figure dream business starting now. With focused weekly trainings and coaching calls to find the clarity on your content that's going to make you the most money, to design a simple fun launch strategy you'll enjoy following through on, plus daily support and feedback from me in the Voxer chat, you'll find that sweet spot in your business where you're the most confident in your work, having the most fun and making the most money. Go to withsaramack.com forward slash freedom club to apply now. Now let's get back to the episode. I love that so much. And what's your approach to goal setting and like guiding people around setting, you know, like those big long-term life goals, like retirement, um, or like major life events, like having a family or buying a home versus yeah, like does, you know, like short-term desires and things that, you know, really connect you to wanting to make more money. Yeah. So a few things. So in my, I have a mini course and like a signature program in my business. And both of those start with like, let's envision what a life that you love looks like. Let's figure out small ways that you can make your life now look like that, even that don't cost money often. Let's set at least one, maybe more short-term goals that you can save for that are in alignment with all of the things we already learned. And let's come up with a long-term goal and let's at least explore it. And like, what would it take to get there? And then in the Level Up Your Finances program, it goes beyond that and it gets into really understanding investing and taxes. And let's look at initial retirement planning. And there's always, I have everyone do all these activities where it's like, okay, you say that you want to be able to retire at 55. All right, well, let's think about how much money are you going to need? How much are you going to have to contribute? And then okay, what if you slowed that down by five years? Or what if you wanted to speed it up by five years? So just helping them understand the like relationships between all of this and what do they want to be working towards, I think is what I do a lot of. Yeah, that's so helpful. And um, like, I'm curious what a young person's perspective on retirement is. I feel like it's such an intangible thing that's always changing and I'm like well how do I know how when I'm gonna want to retire like what does this even mean like what do they usually what do they say usually yeah that one's an interesting one thinking about my college students so it's interesting because I work with almost kind of two different populations right so at the university I'm working with students who are primarily 21 22 ish and then in my business they're kind of in a range of like 25 to 50 maybe. And so it's a completely different experience depending on the age of the person. But I would say in general, from the various students that I've had, something that has been valuable for them to realize is that retirement doesn't have to be a thing that happens once you're 70 or 67 or 65. So regardless of the age of the students that I've been working with, a lot of them are like, wow, it's really good to know that 
it's not about a specific age and that I can actually prepare myself to be able to retire at a different age than that. And especially for my college students, I think that often they're also thinking about their parents' retirement and how they might need to help their parents, right? Because often they are immigrants and they often are people of color and they often are, like I said, their families have not made very much money in their lives. And so we actually like get into understanding your social security account. And one of the things that I encourage the students to do is like, Hey, show your parents, like create a log into the social security administration website and figure out like, is this something, you know, is this something that they understand? Are they even aware that there is social security? Do they know how much they're going to get? Like, I, I really encourage my students um, at the university, especially to think about that, because it's true that often they will be either expecting or expected to help in some way with their parents' retirement. So often I think they think a little bit more about it in terms of their parents. But I think still the takeaway message from most of my students has been like, wow, retirement's actually a lot more attainable than I realized. And it's good to know that it doesn't have to be once I reach a certain age. Yeah, I love this conversation. And I also think something that people don't talk about that much is like, you know, you can have a career or even if you have a business and you can retire from it, but you know, you can get yourself to, if you invest wisely and, you know, like leverage the income that you bring in to, you know, then like move into other types of investing or, you know, ways to grow that wealth or yeah, like investing in other opportunities that can, yeah, bring you more freedom or allow you to pivot and do something different, which, yeah, I think that's more of like, I don't hear that many people talking about it. I hear, feel, feel like it's more of a recent phenomenon, you know, with like our previous generation would just like work at the same company until they retired. And I feel like now the, just the idea of having different careers is like, yeah, it's kind of a newer thing that more people are really into. Like, I like the idea of, you know, building my business up to a certain point, like making a bunch of money with that and then like pivoting into another, you know, creative adventure. Like who knows what I would feel like doing. Is that something yeah. that you, you know, have like been talking about much? Uh, some, but also there's a lot of just talk about like the freedom you can get from financial security. And so it's like, I don't know, I can't remember which book it was from. I'm thinking it was the psychology of money from the psychology of money. He talks about how like incrementally, like you get a little bit more free over time. So like that first freedom is just having the extra $5. And then it's like having a small emergency fund. And, you know, I, I think we talk a lot about the freedom that you can get from money and how money can allow you to buy back your time, basically, you know? And so I did talk definitely with my students at the university. We've talked a lot about like being able to take control and say like, I only want to work half time now or realizing like, oh, if I had the money, then maybe I would actually want to start a business versus, you know, just like how many opportunities that you can have and how to think about how to prepare yourself for those opportunities. That's something that we've talked about. Yeah. And I think like the new challenge of, you know, now is there's so much, so much choice, particularly with starting a business. Like you can literally start a business for free, you know, just off your own work and like social media platforms. And um, there's just so, so much available. And I think what you said is really important around like how you define freedom as an individual. Like, what do you, what is freedom to you? Like, what does that mean? How do you want to be living? What do you want to experience in life? What do you want to be able to provide for yourself and for your family? 
um, and then getting really, really clear on the specifics of those. And then, yeah, like having a timeline, having like a, a long timeline and knowing what tools like investment strategies you're leveraging to set you up for success with that. And um, yeah, and then creating freedom day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And with the college students, it's so cool because it's almost like any little win is so exciting to them. Like I would have students who are like, I switched my money to like ally savings accounts or something like that. And oh my God, I got $5 of interest. I've never earned $5 in interest, you know? So it's really cool to see like their excitement. There was one student who hadn't really paid much attention to their credit card and literally like two weeks before they had some credit expire, they were able to take advantage of it. They made like $80 out of this credit card and they had no idea that that was a thing. And it was just because they had gone in and looked at their statement to understand more about their credit card that they figured out like, oh my God, I got this free money. <laughs> so it's really yeah. cool watching the students just like learn and grow and see, see how like this little bit of thing can make a huge difference for them. Yeah, I mean, that's still me. You know, I'm like, my credit score went up, yay. <laughs> Whereas like a few years ago, I'm like, what's a credit score? <laughs> but what would you say to people who like aren't at college and, you know, maybe feel like they're a hot mess in the financial department and feel kind of overwhelmed by, um, yeah, like financial education and like implementing new habits and like what the hell to focus on? And like, I don't know, you know, what about retirement? I don't even know, like, I'm going to pay my bills next month. Like, what would you say um, to someone in that situation? I think, I mean, it clearly, it depends on the situation, but if you can find someone that can help you sit down and take things step by step, that can make a huge difference. And whether that is your, you know, paying a financial coach, whether you have a friend that's good with money, that's able to help you, whoever that is, that don't be ashamed about your financial situation, whatever it is, whether you're making $200,000 a month or a year and you're still living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't think that we need to be, there's no need to put shame into our financial lives in general. So find someone who will be shame free and, um, and, and know that your situation is still the same, regardless of whether you're facing it. But facing it will give you the tools to improve it, whereas not facing it will not. So, yeah, find someone that you can trust that can help you figure it out. That's not going to shame you. Be open and willing and approach it with a growth mindset because we can all learn this stuff. Like just like we learn to walk and we learn to talk and we learn to do all of these things. We can learn how to use money and we can learn how to use money to really achieve whatever it is that we're interested in achieving. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's probably what I would say. And if, if they have, I mean, so for my business, especially if they have kind of like the debt and the credit score and like the budgeting stuff, if they're like doing fairly good with that and they just don't know what's the next step, that's really where my business is, especially a good fit. I do have students that have taken my class that I'm, kind of going back and doing some of the other like really important, like let's figure out how to pay off your credit card debt stuff. But I think if you're in a place like I was maybe seven years ago or something where you're like, okay, we're making some, some money. We have a little bit of discretionary income. We don't really know what to do with it. We haven't really figured out what our goals are and how to get there. And we certainly don't know how to vest to get to our long-term goals. That's the kind of stuff that I'm really, really excited to work with. Um, That's the kind of stuff that for sure, a lot of my programs and stuff would be really good for. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's such an important message. Like, no shame. Like, get the education and get the support. 
and yeah keep going along that track and you will you will be in a different financial position yeah Um, yeah taking taking action is going to be huge you know one of my students um she had a credit score in the 500s a few years ago and now she's approaching 700 credit score and she's still making a very very low salary so it's cool to see all that you can do even on lower incomes and so the more money you make the more flexibility you have to kind of get there faster and make things happen but as long as you are making a livable wage you can achieve a lot more than you realize if you have the appropriate like help and support and education and intentionality to do those things right it's all about the intention and the goal that drives your decision-making process yeah. and your ability to act on your decisions and stay yeah. consistent with your decisions. And yeah. we have so much more power than we realize. I think it's very easy to give our power away to money um, and to be in that mindset of like, oh, it's not for me or like, oh, it's hard for me because I don't earn as much as everybody else. Or I don't make enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. not true. And that's a really, really, really important mindset shift. Like we always have power to create change. We always have power to create more freedom now. Yeah. Regardless as to the excess or the lack of excess income that we have floating around. Um, and it, yeah, it's that it, the way that we do that is through education and, and through support. Yeah. Yes, I love this conversation. Thank you so, so much for coming and sharing everything with us. Please tell everybody who's interested in learning more about what you're up to and your work. Um, What have you got going on and where can they find you? So I have uh, a mini course that I mentioned that was kind of the initial like the goal setting and understanding how compound interest works and prioritizing that kind of thing is a good kind of starter if you're like, I really want to get in and be more intentional with my money, but I don't really know where to start. That's a great place to start. I have my level up your finances signature program. That is, like I said, it's really ideal for someone who already has decent credit. They're earning a livable wage. They don't have a lot of debt and they don't know how to be more intentional with it and how to reach their long-term goals. That one really gets into like the investing and the taxes and the early retirement planning and stuff like that. That's a really cool program. I think that the vast majority of people could honestly uh, really benefit from, from that type of program. And then I do have some other, I have some free things. Like I have an investing 101 email course that just gives you 10 things that I think that anyone that's going to be investing really needs to know so that they can kind of really actually invest well and keep themselves out of trouble because I don't know about you, but investing was completely unapproachable and scary. And I thought it was gambling and I didn't know where to start. And then once I learned more, I started to realize that there are ways to invest that aren't like that. They're not gambling. Like they're not going to set me back. They're actually going to help me get ahead, but I needed trustworthy people to explain those to me. And so that's a great place to start. If you're like, I'm not really ready, ready to commit to anything, but you can just get on an email list. Um, Yeah. And I, I probably have some other things going on. I offer strategy sessions and some other things too. Um, but you can find everything that I offer at intentionalmoneylife.com slash links. So that would give you the link directly to any of the programs and courses, as well as any of my free things, as well as all of my social media and stuff like that. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you everybody for listening and watching. Please share this episode with somebody you know who deserves to have more money in their life. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much. For more inspirational content, head over to my website withsarahmack.com and please support the show by liking, commenting and subscribing.